0: Well welcome to Sunday Coffee. I'm Bart Gregory along with Charlie Winfield and it's Sunday Coffee on a Saturday night. We'll do this every now and then where we play a game and we're like hey you know what is we don't need to take a a nice rest on it. We don't need to uh, to look at pro football focus and feel figure out who graded out well. How many missed tackles we had how many missed blocks we had and who played well who didn't play well. Well we just decided to come on in here and Do the Sunday coffee. Mainly because tomorrow morning, I'm going to Hattiesburg tomorrow morning. You're going later tonight, right?
1: I am. I am that excited about basketball. I'm going to get – here's what my plan is. So, once we're done, I'm going home. I've already packed. Get the wife, and we're going to head south. Then tomorrow morning, get up, and uh, maybe go for a walk. Maybe then I am trying to – our friend Robert St. John. Yes. You know, Robert is – I don't really know what to call Robert. He's a personality.
0: <laughs> he's a restaurateur.
1: Yeah, but he's
0: more than that. He's, he's a state of mind.
1: Yeah, that, that he's a state of mind. So our friend Robert um, has, of course, a number of really good restaurants down there. And I'm trying to decide, but, you know, I've never been to the Midtowner.
0: That is what I was going to say. I, I was guessing you were going to go to the Midtowner. Well, but,
1: you know, I'm told by Robert, you know, that, that they've got brunch going on. At the Crescent City Grill. And so that could come into play.
0: I think they're just reno- haven't they just renovated the Crescent City Grill, I think the bar so, area?
1: Like the mahogany bar. So obviously I've got options. And you know, I'm an Ed Ed's burger joint guy. But I think I'm I, I really wanted to go to the Midtowner.
0: I think I want to go to the Midtowner.
1: But I think because I just hate going against what the man tells me.
0: Yeah, Robert's a good friend of ours. And um What's funny about Robert St. John, and not to you know completely sidestep talking about football, that the great thing about Robert is he will send you a picture of him driving through Tuscany listening to the podcast. And so, you know what? If you're willing to drive through Siena uh, with all the vineyards and you're listening to us on our Sunday morning coffee, we're going to give you a shout-out.
1: Absolutely.
0: He's got great food, We too. might even get
1: one of those soon. So, who knows? You'll be able to catch me at one of those spots, but I'm excited about seeing this basketball team. We'll come back to that. I'm not going to prolong the inevitable here, which is we have to talk about a football game. And it's a disappointing one, and it's disappointing for a couple of reasons. But the most to me, I'm, I'm not even going to get into how it was played, where it was played, the circumstances or anything else. It's just that when I looked at this schedule, I thought swing games, South Carolina, Arkansas, Auburn, Texas A&M, Kentucky. And the thing I was worried about was having only one of those games at home. And now I'm worried about you've already played three. A&M looks a little bit tougher than it used to. And now here you are. You've got a must-win game coming up against Kentucky. And when I say must-win, I mean, that's –
0: yeah – well, and that's, um, like you said, coming into the season, we had this conversation back in August. I had this conversation, I think, off the air in July, June, whenever the schedule, you know, is you look at the games you play on the road, but if you play South Carolina at home, you feel good about it. You felt like if you played Arkansas at home, you felt good about it, didn't realize how far off the, the rails that train was going to fly. And so we won up there. That's almost like you stole the one back that you lost – at South Carolina. But now you go to Auburn, a team that lost four in a row. They had not been playing well. Auburn's not a – they're they're not a good football team. They're not.
1: And they're going to end up this year going 7-5 and five after that win today. And
0: here's what's going to frustrate you, Charlie. Looking ahead until the month of July of next year. We talk about what we said in July this past year. Here's what's going to be frustrating this coming July. Is Auburn is going to win the next three games. And they're going to be 7-4. and four. They're going to play Alabama. They'll get beat by Alabama. They'll be seven and five. They'll go to the Music City Bowl in Nashville. They'll play NC State, and they'll win by two, two or three points against a mediocre team out of the ACC. And they'll be ranked in the top twenty-five preseason next top year. Top fifteen, man. Oh yeah, and you know the Hughes done turned it around down there at Auburn. Well, and and you know what? Here's we'll the probably thing. Probably go get the players to and, but right, they're not much better than we are.
1: No. No, I, well, let me say that they're not more talented than we are, I don't feel like. But for whatever reason today, I, and I, well, I hate saying this, but I think it's true, I thought they played harder than we did, and we made some mistakes that are just kind of head-scratchers at this point in the season when you got guys running into each other, when you got two guys, one of them presumably with an assignment to catch a screen pass in, in a spot where – they could have done the salsa, man.
0: <laughs> they were side by side. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> had one guy out there defending two. I will say this when the two guys, when Xavier when and Tulu ran together on that wide receiver reverse, I will give a little bit of leeway, a little bit of leeway to those guys because the left side or the right side of the offensive, uh, right side of the defensive line for Auburn, our left side of our offensive line. There was tremendous penetration
1: on the left side. Which pushes everything back, which, which kind gets of,
0: everything out of whack. But
1: here, here is that really the play you want to be running right there?
0: Well, I mean, um, hey, I'll tell you this. We're in the Farm Bureau studios. <laughs> Farm Bureau, go with the home team at Farm Bureau. You can check them out, favorites.com. I talked to Henry Hamill just the other day. You talk about a fantastic representative of Farm Bureau. Farm Bureau, home, life, whatever you're in the market for, car insurance, they're great. Their customer service is outstanding. Go with the home team, the people that you know, and that's Farm Bureau. And These are the Farm Bureau studios. And by the way, I walk in the studios tonight, and you got us in a different studio. We're normally in the bigger studio. We're in the smaller studio tonight. People don't realize this. We're in a multi-studio facility here, all right? That That is true. That is true. Now, we do have a TV in this studio, but the TV is not on right now, simply because we don't want to confuse people that are waking up on Sunday morning and we're talking about Tennessee and Kentucky as it's happening. Once or again, maybe
1: talking about the World Series.
0: Or the World Series. How about that game last night?
1: Yeah, you know, boy, I wish that game had been a little – I fell asleep, to be honest with you. I went to, so, after the 8th, when the Rangers were down 5-3, had a little bit of noise in the bottom of the 8th, I just I mailed it in, went to bed.
0: Did you? Does the Diamondbacks having a part in the World Series, does that kind of, you know, just put it back on the back burner a little bit? I like the Rangers. You got Stratton, you got Nate Lowe. We don't have anybody for the Arizona Arizona Diamondbacks. It's kind of hard for me to get involved in the Diamondbacks, even though I kind of do like the Rangers. I would like to see the Rangers win.
1: I would like to see the Rangers win. You know, they came close a couple of times, but got to the World Series twice. Wasn't the past 15 years or so.
0: Yeah, I really wanted to see the Rangers win the World Series when Mitch Moreland was with the Rangers, but Mitch ended up getting his with the Red Sox. But I just thought that Mitch deserved a World Series with the Rangers. Weren't they within one pitch of winning it? Yeah, if you make a play on a ball in right field, they win that game. and Win the World Series? Yeah, but such as it is. Hey, even though it is Saturday night, we are sitting in the Farm Bureau studios, and I am having a cup of strange brew coffee and it's a pod. It's a blueberry-cobbler flavor pod. And as you and I have said many times, I'm not a decaf guy at all, and it's late at night on Saturday night. I can drink this this coffee. I'm going to be perfectly fine and sleep like a baby and get ready for basketball game day tomorrow. But Strange Brew Coffee, if you want one of these pods that I'm drinking right now, you can go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. They'll ship it to you. Get the grounds. Hey, it's almost Christmas time. Got under two months from right now is Christmas. If you want to go ahead and be making out that Christmas list for your, your niece who you love a lot, who is at Mississippi state, I want to get something cool for her for Christmas. You know what? She likes strange brew coffee. So get her a bag of strange brew coffee house coffee. Is, is that so, something you get for your niece?
1: No, um, not quite that age. We're th- kind of more of the sippy cup era there. Okay. But, um, so you mentioned something, though. Less than two months to Christmas, and I am a big believer in one thing. Halloween, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Christmas. Yes, in a that woman. order. And so last night, my wife and I were grabbing a bite to eat, and we ran into our friend Jamie Hunt, and Jamie comes up, and he tells me that today was his day to put up the Christmas lights. What? I was like, Man, what, 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 what is happening to this country? You know, we've lost our basic foundation. Now, he did tell me that he would not turn them on until November.
0: I'm like, man, we we still got Thanksgiving. But you're putting them up right now. Hey, there are people, and I'm beginning to wonder if it's laziness, who are leaving up the lights longer after Christmas. Sometimes they won't leave them on. Sometimes I'll put the string lights up for Christmas and say, you know what? They look good. I like them. And I'll just keep them up. And then in in March or April – the uh, the gra- the uh, interior designers or the exterior designers begin to say, you need to get those lights down, and then people take them down. See, you know,
1: we lived in Dallas for quite a while in the early 2000s. They have a neighborhood there that the entire neighborhood, not just like a couple of people, but every single – it's got to be like in their covenants or something. And not only do you have to decorate, but they have like full-blown animatronics – I mean, they, it's like a Disney thing, man. But what happens is so many people try to come see it that you don't even know how they get in their own neighborhood because
0: it's the traffic is backed up forever. It takes you a couple hours just to get in and out of the neighborhood. Billy Don Baker used to do that just outside of Knox Pater. They had a big area out there, Baker's Acres. Okay. And they had a bunch of lights out there. Right? And so I think Billy Don got got tired of everybody driving through his driveway at Christmas, and so he donated all the lights to the city of Louisville. And so if you go through Louisville during Christmas, they got a, like a helicopter with Santa on top of the post office up there. But that came from Billy Don. All right. Well, <laughs> okay. So, uh, com. if you want, uh, if you want some good coffee for Christmas. All right. So, man, I so when I look at this football game, there's
1: a lot that can be said. The problem that I have, Bart, is I don't know that you can really look at that game and provide any insight that is different than the insight that you had a month ago.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say. Is it's almost like you're talking in circles a little bit. Um, you know, whatever we said after South Carolina, play it again. Whatever we said against Western Michigan. Now I will say this: whatever we said against LSU, I don't feel the same way. I mean, I don't think we. You know, I don't think we were, were as lethargic tonight as we were against LSU. I told
1: somebody after the LSU game that my big fear was that that game was reflective of the difference in talent between the two teams, that LSU did a really good job getting aggressive in the portal, getting some people. And uh, we have not had any impact transfers coming in. And if you want to start to think about how do you get the wheels back on the bus here, you're going to have to. And I think it's pretty easy to look, and people get all hung up in recruiting and commitments and all that, I, I think you could make a compelling case part that if if this staff were to sign over fourteen people that uh, out of the high school out ranks, high school I ranks mean, that it's a that it's a mistake, and I think going forward i mean I think this is a much bigger question for college football all along. We're seeing it in baseball now i I could almost see coaching staffs
0: just basically saying from the get go we're taking twelve high school kids period. Well, hey, so we think about Michigan and how they're in trouble about and the more <laughs> you hear from that. We talked about this on our deep dig yesterday about Michigan sending out or you know pretty much hiring people to go to to visiting games. Uh, the traffic might be headed towards
1: Michigan now.
0: Yeah, the traffic they were fanning it. out away,
1: but I expect the breakfast joints in Ann Arbor are gonna be busy for the next few weeks.
0: Yeah, a lot of guys wearing sport coats. Um but uh the thing about now, it's almost like can we send staff out to recruit No <laughs> and, man, and and think view, about and, and watch other teams play because it's almost like all right, there was this guy from Meridian one time, right? Um Sam, and I'm trying to think of Sam's last name. Sam's a good dude, great guy, Mississippi State graduate. All right, and so I see Sam in LA, and he was working for Capitol Records, I believe, but his job was this it wasn't finding new acts to sign to Capitol Records. It was finding people who were close to their deals with RCA and other people and trying to, to get them to come over to Capitol Records. He wasn't trying to discover anybody. He, was, he wasn't he was recruiting the, the, the high school athlete. He was recruiting the people who were playing for somebody else. We need some Sam's. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Plural.
1: <laughs> I noticed you didn't say a Sam. <laughs> we need many Sam's. Uh, but look, that let's not just completely throw this on talent, right? Um, we there is a disconnect right now offensively, and for that matter, let's be honest, there's a disconnect defensively because that was another game where our secondary just got torched by a guy who's not that good, and by
0: not that good, I mean he's below average. And today, he looked like Tom Brady. He didn't kind of look like Tom Brady. He was Tom Brady. <laughs> he was 20 or 26, wasn't he? Yeah, and, and here's the bad part.
1: While that, standing on its own, seems remarkable, in the context of our games, that's probably about, what, third or fourth best that opponents have had against us?
0: So many, I mean, you know, what's what's the adage you couldn't hit the bull of the butt with a base football, couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. I mean, he had every single analogy there. And today, he um, he didn't have any turnover-worthy plays at all. I mean, did we get a hand on a ball or two? Not many. And, hey, here's the thing, too. And looking at how we started this game, last week Arkansas elected to run the ball a lot with K.J. Jefferson and did not throw the football. And um, and Auburn kind of took the page out of everybody else of what they've been doing. But what we did is we kind of defended like we did against Arkansas. We put our corners on an island out there to defend one-on-one. And that's the thing about Auburn. They're a little bit better, more athletic at wide receiver than, than Arkansas was. But I'll say this, man. Dan Enos was fired as the offensive coordinator at Arkansas this past week. And uh, Dan ended up getting, what, $3.8 million to coach eight games, six losses, a couple of wins, once against one against Western Carolina, the other against whoever they beat. Was it Western Kentucky? I don't know. Whoever Arkansas, UNL, no, UNL, I don't care. I'm past Arkansas. But if he's sitting in the Turks and Caicos today, and I guarantee you he didn't watch Mississippi State at Auburn because if I'm sitting at Seaside or wherever and I'm counting my 3.8, I'm not watching Auburn and Mississippi State. But if I were, he's got to be sitting there going, what was I doing last week?
1: You know, it's hard to be critical of people that you know well and that you're close to.
0: I don't know Dan Enos. Um so, it's easy to be. No, I was going to say, is
1: my guess is even his mom was sitting there today saying, what were you thinking? Exactly <laughs> all,
0: what were you thinking? It's almost like Bo Pelini against Mike Leach in 2020. Similar, isn't it? It is. It's like three or four weeks later, you're like, what was that guy doing? Why was he not, in the, you know, why would he, he drop it, an eight? He was running man-to-man man the the out there. That
1: was most obvious to everyone. <laughs> oh, so, man, I don't know. Um, I think things that have to be fixed if you're gonna get a win on Saturday. Um, we gotta clean up the blocking up front. And by blocking, I'm not talking about the
0: physicality of it. I didn't think we got just beat much today, but we had a few times where I mean we talked about this on the post game show.
1: We're looking the wrong way. Where a few
0: times it's never a good sign when the back of an offensive lineman's numbers are at the toward or pointing toward the line of scrimmage. If he's turned around looking that ain't a good thing, and we had a few situations today. Most of them, when we were trying to run wide, that the uh, the offensive lineman, you know, the gate was open, the uh, the the ball had gotten out of the gate, and the guys turned it around trying to figure out how to get the ball back in.
1: And then you go back to you know kind of the defining play, defining plays in the ball game. To me, first series, Arkansas has the ball. They're in Mississippi State Territory, third down three. They jump off. They have a legal procedure. They had legal procedure. And then we give it right back. And so they go from third and three to third and eight, back to third and three, and they complete a pass for how many yards, Bart? Four. Four. Four yards. That's all he had time.
0: Yeah, it's all he had time to throw it. He had somebody right in his face. And we said that before the game started. We said that, and that was our tracks plus deep dig numbers. And maybe they're going forward on fourth. Who knows? But we on third down, th- third down and three, on a little square in, little hook route. Guy's got four yards. And That's all then, he had time to get. And then they score. And
1: then the other big play right before that. And this is a huge, yeah. huge, huge, unquestionably big play. And that is you're in the final minute and a half of the first half. You've got fourth and less than a yard to go. You have the timeout, which was a good timeout because you were milking the play clock, taking up all the clock. And we, inst- we we run a read play there instead of just giving it to the running back, letting him pick up the yard, which he would have and more. And we fall down. We take a loss of three. That's bad enough. It's 17-3 right there. And if you're going to the half down 17-3, to you feel like you wasted a chance but you're getting the ball
0: back to start the second half. Maybe you can keep a little morale. Trying to get that two for one. But I go back to the point. We ran the ball with Pittman. I thought Pittman ran the ball well today in between the tackles. I thought Xavier was good today. I mean, I thought we had some bright spots in the game. I thought the physical – Woody Marks is good. From tackle to end. I mean and Woody will you know, I mean he'll stick it up in there, man. He's you know, he he can run well and not having Woody Marks was big. Matt Wyatt said this in the pregame. He said, I thought not having Woody Marks may be as big, if not bigger, than Will Rogers not being able to play. Not having Woody Marks because he is just a warrior for you in the backfield. But I thought Pittman between the tackles was actually pretty good, which kind of highlights that play even more about and and we've had that, man. And if you've talked to anybody that's played the quarterback position, they have been exactly where Mike Wright is. And you know what's going in the back of his mind is I'm about to make a play. All right, I'm about to will it, and I'm about to make the play. And sometimes the play is giving it to your teammate.
1: Then we compound the error because we signed the non-compete clause on the next drive.
0: Yep, we, uh, in bold, we We embolden the the non compete on our defensive drive the next drive They only face one third they had third nine, and four one time, throw it across middle for like fourteen or fifteen yards, yards, whatever, and then they end up scoring um i mean <laughs> that was the that was the bad thing is I mean they had seventy yards to go and you know and i a minute to get it and Jerry Reed, long way to go, short time to get there. But, I mean, they got down toward the 10-yard line, and they could milk a little clock. I mean, they got down there in an absolute hurry. Matthew
1: and Perry has died, by the way. What? Friends star Matthew Perry.
0: He's been having some issues, right?
1: Yeah, appeared to have died due to an accidental drowning.
0: So. Oh, man. That ain't good. No.
1: We could have another show at some point about the disappearing sitcom. You, know, you think back to that era when you had – Frasier, Friends, Cheers, Weren't they thought, thinking about
0: having some kind of reunion show? Yeah, I think so. They've... Man.
1: But uh, the sitcom just never been the same. Since no, we haven't had in any in really good late sitcoms
0: 90. lately, have we? I can't think of a sitcom that I watch right now.
1: I don't watch much of anything anymore. You know, you get sports. I'm about ready to watch some college basketball.
0: I watch Bosch on Amazon Prime. Do you watch Bosch? He's a detective. Um, It's Michael Connelly Books is what it is. I thought
1: that was like a tool line or something.
0: No, it is. Michael Connelly wrote a bunch of books. They're fiction books. It's about a homicide detective in L.A., Harry Bosch, and it's about nine seasons. Now, one of the guys that was big in, in, in the Bosch series, who was the chief of police, he died like a month ago. He was like a great
1: actor. Richard Maul just died, too. You probably never watched Night Court, did you? Yeah, Bull. Yeah, he passed away this week.
0: Did he? Yeah, Richard Maul. Marky Post, and who was it? John Larroquette. John Laraquette, He was the defense counsel. Who was right? the judge? Who played? That was that Harry. Name?
1: Yeah, but what was his name? He's like a Harry Anderson and stuff. Yeah, something like that. It, yeah. So we're gonna need some magic. How's that for a segue to beat Kentucky? We have to beat Kentucky.
0: You know who works magic?
1: Chris Keene does.
0: They do. Anytime you have a dent on your car, if you go, if you have a fender bender on Highway Twelve, you are like, there is no way anybody's fixing that. You just go out there and pick it up two days later, and you're like, that's magic. I mean, that is night court magic, is they can fix anything in the body shop. They can fix it all in the service center. Their service center is fantastic. But if you need a newer used car, they can hook you up. And that's our good friends at Cannon Ford of Starkville. Charlie, you were talking What's about- your favorite Ford model?
1: Are you, in- you know, the Ford Expedition.
0: Ford Expedition, I remember Ford Expedition. I remember when they came out. It was probably the first expedition would have been two thousand three, four, somewhere there, and everybody talked about, man, it was a gas guzzler. But what the thing about the Ford Expedition is, they've gotten so far, so much further advanced with their gas mileage than they used to be. So a lot
1: of people, are F one fifty, F two fifty types. F
0: one fifty is the official truck of the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Okay. And have been for a long, long time. That's one of the highest I rode
1: in an expedition for the first time here recently.
0: Really liked it. Ford F one fifties are a really, really good truck. And here's the thing about it, when they had the chip shortage that went on the past couple of years, now they're finally getting more and more vehicles that can Ford. But let me tell you this, man, if you drive a Ford F one fifty, and I've driven a Ford F one fifty and I've driven other models of other different trucks, the F one fifty is the Cadillac man. Can you say that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that's where you want to go because now you're putting Ford in a GM model. But I think we
0: get the idea. I, you get the idea. But okay. Cannon Ford of Startwell, just east of Startwell, on Highway 182. You mentioned a moment ago about the NIL world and about you know Arkansas was able to fix their defense. They were able to go out and get players, and we're going to lose a lot of players off this year's team. You talked about the the ability to recruit high school kids, and I mean. Do you limit how many you take and going out and, and getting into the portal? You start thinking about businesses with Mississippi State ties that are helping. And one of those businesses is Maroon & Company.
1: Well, they are. And, and I like, can't underline this enough. If you go to Maroon & Company, whether online or in the store, use the code NIL10. And you know what? If you're in there and you say, hey, there's some NIL code, that's good enough. But don't go in there and just buy something. Use the code. Number one, it lets them know you listen to us. So that's good. But number two, it's going to save you 10%. And Maruna Company is going to make a 5% donation to the Bulldog Initiative. So if you need that 98 gear, that's going to be kind of cool to see, by the way 98 team being honored.
0: It, it will be. And, you know, we're going to wear the interlocking MSU helmets if you need some interlocking MSU gear, they've got it. Go to maroonandco.com backslash 90s MSU. So if you're in the market for, you know, state script or the interlocking MSU or the, you know, just the M-State banner logo, whatever you're looking for, they've got it for you at Maroon and Company. So go to maroonandco.com. That's another conversation for another day. I'm not one of these people who's kind of hung up on, you know, what kind of logos you put on your helmet. I do I do think from a marketing standpoint that sooner or later you kind of got to figure out what your brand is. And do you? Well, I don't know. I mean, that's I mean, a that's that- a that's a I mean, that's a debatable point. Is do you have to find your brand? Now, I will say this, when I looked around, people do it in different ways. People do it in different ways as far as their logos.
1: So so think about this. You know, growing up, I always liked the Alabama uniform. The Penn State uniform, the Notre Dame uniform, and to a lesser extent the USC uniform, but they were—they just kind of were what they were, and you knew what you were getting, and they'd always been that way. And then Oregon comes along, right? Who has like roughly nine thousand different uniform combinations?
0: You can go the—you can go the Oregon model. I, I mean, think we have
1: th- never the problem is we've changed so many times and done so many different things from the interlocking MSU to the flying M to the Banner M and all that, I don't think we
0: – So you kind of are – hard to claim well, some and
1: long-standing so, tradition.
0: Well, see, that's why I enjoy debating with you because now you kind of got me going back in your direction of kind of we are maybe the Oregon. We are maybe the outlier. Maybe because, we
1: ought to become that.
0: Or maybe you ought to Adidas become that. is
1: going to have to get busy.
0: Well, somebody's going to have to get busy because a lot of people have taken the thought process of, you know, we are – who we are, and we're not deviating from that. And when you start looking around the SEC, okay, let's look at the games that play today, all right? You look at Mississippi State-Auburn. Auburn Auburn had the same helmets today that they've worn for 50 years, all right? That that AU logo, whether you like it or not, now they've made some tweaks to that logo, but it's still the same. A&M played South Carolina. A&M's got the same exact logo they had if you tuned into a game in 1978. South Carolina has the same logo. Now they've had different color helmets before, but they used the same logo. Georgia, Florida, they had the same helmet, same logo on that Gators on the side. If you look at Vanderbilt and Ole Miss – Ole Miss got the same Ole Miss on the side of the helmet. No, oh, they've they, done some they've, stuff with they, the powder blue. They and they've well, mixed up different the combinations. It's a different color, but they still got the Ole Miss script on the side. Tennessee, Kentucky, those are the same uniforms. Us they and,
1: didn't always have Ole Miss. They used to have something else on there, and well, they had to remove
0: that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I guess what I'm saying is, over the last thirty years, people have been very constant with their logos, other than us or Vanderbilt. All
1: right, so that's not exactly the comparison that I want. You know, Kentucky is still Kentucky, right? Theirs is just hideous.
0: This is UK, yeah. But
1: I don't necessarily want to be lumped in with Vanderbilt in the mindset, but here's my thing. Maybe you do have to pick something. But does
0: it matter about wins and losses? Did it Did having a different – yeah,
1: I'll give you an argument as to why it might. All right, so here's what you're trying to do, okay? We're trying to attract people. And look, I'm the guy, I started this conversation by telling you my favorite uniforms were Alabama and Penn State and Notre Dame, which there's nothing terribly special about those, except for the actual gold used in painting the Notre Dame helmets before each home game.
0: But it's a different gold. Notre Dame's got a different goal. Well, but
1: yeah, that's and another you can't story, come at me a tradition. Point. And you
0: can't come at me a tradition if you're Notre Dame and Michigan and play on artificial turf. But they've had that.
1: Okay, but uh, you're an agronomy guy. My point is this: maybe, just maybe, we get crazy. And again, I'm not that guy, right? I'm the guy who likes the old-fashioned white pants, white jerseys, maroon helmets. But maybe what we've got to do is just steer into the skid and just. Loosen the tie a little bit, and okay. maybe that attracts players, which maybe does help you on the field. But in any event, none of this is going to be terribly important right now because we lost a football game we needed to win, and that's the second one this year that we lost that we really needed to win. Yeah. And so now you put yourself in a must-win, real, real hole with Kentucky
0: coming in. And Kentucky playing at home against Tennessee, and as we said, we'll record this on a Saturday night, and Kentucky right now is down by six to Tennessee early third quarter, and they're playing at home. So if, if Tennessee holds on, then Kentucky's on a losing streak too. They started out 5-0. and oh, They would have lost three games in a row. Hold. I want
1: them to pile on.
0: You want Tennessee to pile on? Oh,
1: I mean, just if there was a way to score 40 in the third quarter, that would be great.
0: That's the th- Okay, that lends itself to another question. Are you the person that, when the SEC gets into bowl games, that you cheer for the other SEC teams because they're a member of the league? No, I don't either. And because right now, you know, you just said, "I hope Tennessee walks the dog on Kentucky," and I just can't find myself rooting for Tennessee.
1: No, I'm not rooting for Tennessee. I'm rooting against Kentucky. I am. I
0: mean, I, I agree with that,
1: but I just man. demoralized, defeated, at rock bottom as they come in here. That's what I would like to see. All, all right, mis- so real quick, I, I, let's get all football a minute. All right, we've got basketball today, as most people are hearing this. it's It doesn't count, but it's going to be a, a nice look at this Mississippi State basketball team. Mississippi State going on the road, playing down in Hattiesburg. It's a charity event. Um, I'm excited. Now, you talk about a guy having to mix and match a little bit. You've got – Everybody knows about Tolu being out. Keyshawn Murphy being out is a big deal. It is a big deal.
0: So now, all of a sudden, you're probably looking at four-guard play a lot.
1: Well, you've got Jimmy Bell, who came in a transfer coming in. Jimmy Bell, though, only played about 18 minutes. He started last year for West Virginia, played for Bob Huggins. And if you can play for Bob Huggins, you can put up with Chris Jans. But only about 18 minutes a game, so... Leaves you half the game still trying to figure out. I think you're going to see Cam Matthews sliding down and playing five some. Probably so. Because I don't think Guy Chole is ready.
0: Can I sidebar for a second? You bet. About Bob Huggins, Frank Martin, right? To me, Frank Martin, Bob Huggins, you throw those guys kind of the same mix where a lot of people from around the country look at them and say, man, those guys are are tough men to to play for. And – you probably say the same thing if you are sitting in Salt Lake City watching Mississippi State play basketball with Chris Jans. You are probably saying the same thing, but here is what I've heard, all right? Just behind the scenes, talking to people. Anybody that has ever worked for a Bob Knight that wasn't the Reed guy. Anybody's ever played for Bob Knight that's ever played for Bob Huggins that's ever played for Frank Martin. Everybody that I have ever talked to that has worked for or with those guys would fight for him, would do anything for him.
1: Other than the player he choked.
0: Other than the player he choked. That's one i what was his name, Reed something? What was the guy's name? Yeah, <laughs>
1: Interestingly enough, he
0: transferred to Southern. He did transfer to Southern. And so when, you, when you're – you're Reed? Was that it? May have been. I think that's close. But he had the big fight with Miles Brandon, his grandson, you know, remember all that stuff. But everybody I've ever talked to – that played for those guys, loved them. And if you talk to this basketball team, if you talk to these guys, you know, you'll say, hey, what's it like playing for Chris Jans? they will kind of smile. They're like, man, it's tough now. It was Neil Reed. How about that? Neil Reed. Man, but they they will play for him. They love that guy as far as a coach.
1: Oh, I'll tell you this. It's interesting because people tend to have a dim view of basketball players. And – just as individuals, the basketball players at Mississippi State are some of my favorite people.
0: I, I I agree with
1: that. Like, Cam Matthews is one of the best guys you can meet. And DJ Jeffries is a blast to talk to. Um, but you could keep going. Josh Hubbard, man, you talk about and that's another thing. So you start talking about recruiting high school guys. Josh Hubbard is a guy who, you know, when I, we first signed Hubbard, you know, of course he was going somewhere else, came here like, boy, I hope this works. Because when you've got a high-profile high school kid right now, if they come in and they don't play a lot, what's going to happen? Yeah. But all reports are that Hubbard is ahead of the curve and where you want him to be. You add to that, though, he has played for a guy, Richard DeWeese, Deweese yep. going into the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame here soon. But Richard DeWeese, a guy pretty difficult to play for. I mean, I say difficult to play for. But you know what I mean? He's an old-school coach. He's an old-school he old demanding coach. And that, to me, is what gives Hubbard a leg up. Yeah, it does. And, look, I used to say this, and our friend Chad Harrison, who uh, (laughs) may be listening, you know, Chad Harrison coached Victoria Vivians in high school, and I went and watched them play, and I was like, she ain't going to have any problem with Vic Schaefer.
0: Yeah. Because. Chad a yelling scream. I
1: mean, he he was expressive. (laughs) He was expressive. He (laughs) let you know where he was coming from. He communicated his ideas clearly, and, uh now, that didn't stop Victoria from shooting it from half court. No, not at all. Staying around let letting somebody else rebound. But
0: I saw Chad uh, a couple of weeks ago. I saw his sister, Shannon. I've known them forever. And, uh, of course, they're from Union. But, uh, but no, hey, I'm I'm excited about watching this basketball team. And as we said, we're taping this on Saturday night. Later today, Sunday morning, if if you're listening to this on Sunday Coffee, um, we're down in Habsburg. And that's one of the reasons we're recording this show here on a Saturday night. The thing about going to Hattiesburg is when you pass Ellisville, you'll see the Howard Industrial Park, where you can turn off in Ellisville. And you go back there, and it's almost like the Silicon Valley. When you go to the Howard Technology Park, they've got so many people that work there now. But what they're doing in South Mississippi, you can go to howardcomputers.com. The technology business is just crazy right now. That's a trillion-dollar industry is what – the technology world is. And Howard's making a big dent in it right now. They're doing a great job audiovisual with security systems, physical security, computer security, online security. But the Howard Technologies, howardcomputers.com. So look online to see how they can help your business. You've got a text message coming in, and you're grinning.
1: Well, this is funny. So there's a Twitter account awful announcing Yes, you ever seen that? Yeah. Which is what some would say about us. But it's uh, Colorado State and Air Force are playing, and it's got the transcript of the coach or the official's call. Unsportsmanlike conduct on the Colorado State bench. Will the audience please refrain from throwing snowballs?
0: (laughs) 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 It's like giving him the business. Remember that old guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ron Cherry. He was (laughs) giving him the
1: business. (laughs) Oh, man. So – what a night! We've got people throwing snowballs. Matthew Perry is no longer with us. Mm. Bull from Night Court no longer with us, and I am about to get on the road and head and have the momentous decision tomorrow of whether I go to the Midtowner or the Crescent City Grill or Ed's Burger Joint. Or I just got a Robert text. St. John. I just got a
0: text message from my brother, and he was like, "Hey, are you meeting us in Hattiesburg for breakfast?" And so I tell you what. Whatever you decide to go do, whether you decide to go to the Midtowner or wherever you go, Creston City Grill.
1: Let you know so you can do the opposite, right? I'll do the
0: opposite, and I'll tell you what was good. That How about that? So, enough. Hey, uh, once again, thanks to our good friends at Farm Bureau. Go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favorites.com. Maroon & Company, go to maroonandco.com. And uh, type in NIL10 on on your online purchases or just tell them at the store, NIL10 code. You'll get 10% off and 5% will come back to the Bulldog Initiative.
1: Hey, before we go, I mean, I want to be sure that uh, because I know we got off on some other topics. I don't want anybody to take this as me being okay. It's just it's been a long day, and I'm a little bit punch drunk at this point. Um, We got a lot of work to do.
0: We drank unsweet tea.
1: I, not, I said punch drunk, like I've been. Punched oh, you've in the been face punched? By okay. Watching this football team play today, and so I, despite the fact that you know we've we've touched on some different topics, this isn't me making light of this. It's a mess. It is. It's uh, it's, it's, and I always it's kind of funny because I almost said we we deserve to have better, uh, but then you know that's an argument I have people all the time. You know, based on what is it money? Is it blah, blah, blah. Anyway, i, I we'll know leave that aside.
0: And I'm the same way too. And it's almost like, you know, we could have had the same conversation we had after Western Kentucky, after South Carolina, after LSU, after Alabama, it's, you know, that we could have had the same conversation coming in here today. And, you know, when you tune into us, you know that, Hey, we're, we're fans at heart just like everybody else is. And do we get frustrated? Absolutely. Um, but are, are we going to be firing brimstone coming in here on you know Saturday night or Sunday morning? No, I mean well I th-
1: not once we turn the thing on. We probably were on the ride over here.
0: Um, yeah, th- thank goodness our text messages are not uh, you know are not going into audio mode and onto the podcast. I
1: think the thing that frustrates me probably the most is when you watch the game right now. Give me just a minute to get this out, Bart. I think the thing that frustrates me the most is. You know, you talk about, well, how far away are we? How far away are we from being a good team? And part of the answer is I don't know because we keep screwing up before I can tell. And and so what do I mean by that? When your receivers, when you have a running play and then within about a three-play span, you've got two receivers called for holding downfield where they weren't influencing the play. When you've got the left side of your line going one way and the right side going the other, when you – don't give a ball that you need to get. You know, there there are a lot of things that you can look around and you can say, man, they were better. Th-. But, man, sometimes it's like you always say, man, it's about us. Yeah. And that's one of the things that is so frustrating right now. And I don't know, I don't think anybody does. Now, the one thing I would say is this. Um, I'm not much on kind of the instant reaction thing. I'm a big believer in the Bill Parcells deal. If You let it play, play out and then you figure out what you are. And when the record's final, you are what you are. But I hope, I hope there is some way we can find the energy, the effort, the crowd support, what have you, to get up for a game against Kentucky. Because I know some people give you the whole, well, the bowl streak is meaningless thing. Well, it's not. I mean, just having some pride. Every time you strap up, you know, as a kid for me, man – I wanted nothing more than to be an athlete at Mississippi State. Now, that dream was dashed right around probably about age 10, right? <laughs> I mean, a pretty early realization. But like a lot of kids, and, and part of that is because of that, though, I still want to win every time we play. I don't want to end up this season four and eight. I, I want to end up, if the best we can do is five and seven, then dang it, I at least want to be five and seven. And if the best we can do is six and six, then let's figure out a way to get there. But we, I, I just, hey, there's I'm, a lot of soul searching that's got to be done this week by a whole lot of people, and we got to get, this got to get fixed.
0: Yeah, it does. And, you know, and that's the thing is, you know, I don't want to come across as preachy, but, and I say we, I say the term we, and because there's no such thing as being preachy. But now you get on the social media, you look at these Facebook groups, I, I still can't believe some of these people are real. Um, but, no matter who my quarterback is, no matter who my wide receiver is, no matter who my right guard is, and they may make a mistake and I may be frustrated when I watch him play, but you know what? That's my quarterback. That's my wide receiver. I'm a Mississippi State guy, and I'm not going to sit here and, I mean, hey, people do whatever they want to do, and I'm not going to tell you what to say, what to feel, what to think. And uh, But I'm telling you, man, here's the way I look at it is when Mike Wright is on the field, he's my quarterback. It ain't about, well, I wish Will Rogers was here. Will's a lot better player. And then when Will when Will gets healthy and he's out there, I'm not gonna sit there and say, Dad gum up, I'm Team Mike Wright. No, I'm Team Mississippi State. That's what I want. I'm for every kid we got out there and I hope they do extremely well. And I just see and I see it in my text groups and I have lost it on some really good friends and they know how to take me. But I'm but, sick and tired of them trying to divide a team when there's no division there.
1: Well, now here's the other part of it, right? And
0: I'm sorry that sounded preachy, and I apologize because I'm not being preachy, but I was being preachy. Okay, so I'm just okay. I was
1: trying to decipher how one sounds and that it <laughs> isn't. No, but then here's the same time. I, I guess mine is this. There's kind of two questions, is which is who ought to play among what you have but then the second question is: Look, I mean, let's just let's just be real. We we've got to have some talent upgrades, um, and we're going to have to go in the portal and get them. And Auburn's going to do it. Arkansas is going to do it. They have done it. LSU is going to do it. They have done it.
0: Ole Miss is going to do it.
1: That's all they've done. Yeah, and and, and I don't. I don't say that's that not critically. a knock. I mean, it's just no, that's it's what just, it is. I mean, it's, it's the reality of where we are now, and it's the reason that if I were you know, I have a, a good friend who who is texting me about you know some of these high school players we missed on in basketball. Like, man, who cares? I mean, <laughs> at some level, right? Yeah. Because it's a it's a different world, and we're going to have to make some adjustments. And but you can't do anything. This isn't the NFL. We can't get on the waiver wire this week. We still got to play this one out, and we got to we we. How many times do we use the phrase "must win"? This is a must win.
0: Yeah, well, we say early in the year. Well, you had to say must win this early in the year. Well, it's it's time now. It's it's week nine. This is a must win.
1: Yeah, we're running out of. Yeah,
0: we're know, running, out, overs, right? running out of time now. now. That one I wanted, but this one. This one we really wanted. We're two-thirds of the way through the season right now, which is pretty scary. All right, hey, go get on the road. I'll see you in Hattiesburg tomorrow. I'm going to wear my uh, maroon hair.
1: Yeah, so just like we'll be going to different restaurants, don't sit near me either, please. I won't.
0: All right. Once again, thanks to our good friends at uh, Strange Brew Coffee House. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, order that great coffee, and i will ship it straight to you. Farm Bureau, we're in the Farm Bureau Studios. Different studio today. Uh, I kind of like it, Charlie. We're kind of in the, you know, didn't turn the TV on. Next week, turn the TV on when we come in here. That's the big thing. We want to watch live football. Country Pleasing Sausage, I had Country Pleasing this morning. Actually, I fixed Country Pleasing this morning, and then my son ate all the Country Pleasing before I had a chance to eat the Country Pleasing Sausage. But Country Pleasing, hey, here's the thing about Country Pleasing right now is they will help you with fundraisers. If you're in the state of Mississippi or anywhere in the Jackson area and you're looking for ways for a sports team to make money, give those guys a call. They'll smoke a bunch of Boston butts for you, and you can make some money as you're uh, from a fundraising standpoint. I don't know, Charlie, you, you're past the point now. Your kids are out of high school. We fundraise to freaking death around our place, whether it be baseball, whether it be basketball, whether it be golf team. I mean, we fundraise the heck out of
1: it. I was just thinking about a Bulldog Initiative tailgate, man. Maybe we can
0: get, get some, some country pleasing in there. Get some country pleasing, some pork butts. Howard Technology Solutions, go to howardcomputers.com and Canon Ford to start. Well, nobody beats a Canon deal. No body. Hey,
1: and you know, Bank First, obviously, you do have to mention them. You know, Mo Griffin over there. You know, Mo, there's another Mo. There's Mo, the Bank First guy, and then there's Mo. The son Mo. Who works at my law firm. One of the easiest jobs in the history <laughs> of mankind. Basically, the college students who work for me come here and do homework. Do they really? Yeah, it's, so it's basically a scholarship. They really don't have to do anything.
0: Hey, Ella needs a job.
1: But he did tell me the other day that he was pretty sure he could take his dad even in his prime on the basketball courts. So I
0: don't know, man. Moke's still athletic. I think Moke still runs. He's in shape. He's in shape. Marcus Mallory's in shape. Now, 2-on-1, if Moke Jr. could play Marcus and Moke Sr., that may be a good one right there, 2-on-1. work
1: on that. Maybe I'll take younger Moke and we'll go after him. Hey, now listen,
0: What? let's give John Shapley to Moke Jr.,
1: no, no, that's and, –
0: and, and then we got ourselves a game. Yeah. So –
1: Bank First now all over the state of Mississippi. So. And into Alabama too. Check them out. All right, let's get out of here.
0: Yep, that's BankFirstFS.com. Of course, we had our Tracks Plus deep dig this past Friday, TracksPlus.com for the heavy machinery. So, for Charlie Winfield, I'm Bar Gregory. Hey, appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on the, a Saturday night version of Sunday Coffee. Hey, we'll come back in here hopefully on Monday. We might do this on Monday, kind of have one of those post-game wraps. We'll talk about men's basketball as we take on Southern Miss, 2 o'clock Sunday afternoon uh, down in the Reed Green Coliseum in Hattiesburg. Hey, appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on Sunday call.